This is the Right Guys Podcast. It's after the holidays, but we're still hungry for more. And now your hosts, Josh Hammerling and Max McGuire. Welcome back to another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. Back at it for another day, Max. I'm full. Dude, I yeah? eat so much food. All right. Well, first off, we went to a um, like a, a large restaurant for one side of the family because yeah. nobody wanted to cook. I get it. Went out there and they just kept bringing out plate after plate after plate. I ate so much rigatoni D. Kind of gives you an idea of where we're at, but I ate so much turkey rigatoni. It was turkey rigatoni. Oh, oh my gosh. Some of the dishes that came through. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I tried to set a new personal record. I think I succeeded. Mm-hmm. You know, but at one point they were like, you want another serving of that? And I was like, bring it in, bring it in, bring the it in. The kind of dinner you don't bring your concealed carry for because you're going to need to loosen that belt. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I wore <laughs> and you can't have anything inside the waistband. Just, yeah, <laughs> switch to outside the waist. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful, dude. It was so true. How was yours? How was the fam? Good, good. Yeah. Um, it, it was good. It, it was a... Uh, I mean, it's it's always great being home, right? Yeah. And uh, I I love stuffing. I love mashed potatoes. Turkey's okay. Those are my two favorites: stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy. Um, kids don't really like that kind of food, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, lots of lots of fun. Um, interesting. Friend of the program, our former boss, Joe Oltman, he put out a tweet. Oh. Explaining that he didn't have a Thanksgiving meal. Hmm. It says, quote, yes, I stayed home for Thanksgiving. Yes, we ate ramen noodles with veggies. Why? Well, it's simple. If the J6ers suffer and eat meagerly, so will I. What they do to one of us, they do to all of us. Um, so, Josh, you didn't get the memo. We were supposed to not eat. Not eat. I, I didn't. I mean, I, I if I had had, I mean, I did pray and I, you know, before a meal and I had a good time, yeah. but I, I didn't do anything. Now, he, he ate ramens and vegetables. Uh, Is that, that going to continue? I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's a nice gesture if it's mm-hmm. if he did it. I, I yeah. I'd like to fact check this. We gotta send someone down to Tony's Market and see if he got his annual turducken. Oh, um, because turducken, yeah. Listen, Joe usually does it up for Thanksgiving. I'm sure, um, yeah. But I I do think it's interesting that this comes across to me as almost a little bit guilty because right now the January Sixers in prison aren't looking for Joe Oltman to eat ramen. They're looking for Joe Oltman to release his source, his source mm-hmm. behind the so-called Antifa call to prove that the Antifa call happened so that those January Sixers can mount a defense or an appeal mm-hmm. to basically say that even if they did the worst of what the government says that they did, it was justified because according to Joe's source, there's evidence that the election was stolen in a very particular mm-hmm. way. Yeah. That's what the January Sixers want. Yeah. They don't want Joe posting that he ate ramen I, I i don't know i've never seen him eat ramen but maybe maybe i don't like ramen i'll be the first to admit it but we don't need solidarity we need joe oltman to release his source if you have the source release it if you don't have the source then admit you don't have the source yeah i mean i, I don't want that to be the case i want him to be the hero and release that yeah. set some people free yeah. you know what i mean i there's so much good that can come of it i i'm waiting i want it I want to see it, and I want it to be true. I want him to be right. I do. I want him to be completely right. Let's get these people out of jail. So, yeah, hopefully he does. He, he did an episode today. I haven't watched it um, yeah. about his claims. Um, and so if he released a source today, I'll eat crow. Cool. Yeah, but I don't, I'll be the first I, to apologize. I suspect that he didn't. So we don't need 
shows a solidarity, though they are nice. Yeah. We need to release a source. Yeah. If anyone hasn't watched, we did a we did a whole episode on the importance of election integrity experts releasing their evidence and, and how ridiculous it is ridiculous it is that we're three years in with that evidence still being kept close to the vest. But today we're not gonna talk about that. No. Today we're gonna talk about immigration migration because Europe is is on fire right now. Really? And the scary thing is that when you look historically, when there are attacks in Europe, usually not long after we start seeing attacks in the United States. Mm -hmm. 2015 was a big year for that. You had attacks in Paris, and then all of a sudden you had attacks in San Bernardino, California. Terrible terrorist attack. It is, yeah, yeah. And what you see is that the people responsible for both of those attacks in the United States and in Europe are part of the same or similar waves of migration coming from the same areas with little to no vetting whatsoever. And we saw the consequences of open borders in Europe in two countries this, this week, this past week. In Ireland, there was a, a alleged Algerian migrant who stabbed children outside of a school. And in France... There was a alleged migrant, uh, alleged gang of mi migrants who ran into a party that was being held for a rugby club. And they screamed out, we're here to stab the whites. We're here to stab the white people. And then they stabbed a bunch of people and they killed one 16-year-old. Oh my gosh. So in both cases, the people rose up, went out into the streets, protested. It was a it was a mostly peaceful protest using the left's terms. Hmm. It, it was it was fiery but mostly peaceful. What do you mean mostly peaceful? Like things were set on fire. Th and things were set on fire. The streets. Okay, yeah. so that's a, that's a yeah. typical Washington peaceful demonstration. Yeah. According okay. to the left, that's still a peaceful demonstration. So perfectly normal. And what we saw from both of those instances was the political class and the mainstream media come down not on the migrants who did the murdering, mm -hmm. but come down on the people protesting. The admission yeah. of those migrants claiming that they are far-right radicals and extremists themselves. Yes. So we'll get into both of those cases. Did you have a chance to, to read up on any of these? Busy week. Uh, yeah. So what really shocked me is when the, um, the prime minister for Ireland immediately turned the guns, quote-unquote, not on the people who committed the crimes, but the people that were protesting, the people that make up the country, the citizens of that country who pay those taxes and, and create that, that cultural cloth that exists in it. And they were told that they were the bad guys. They, they, they're they not the bad guys, but yeah. they're being told they are. And it, it, it just, oh, it just burned me, Max. It burned me bad because I've seen it happen here. How many times does Joe Biden say every January 6th is the same thing? And yeah. we see it playing out in another country right in front of our eyes, and yet we do nothing about it. Uh, I'll, I'll play the clip. This is uh, their Prime Minister, Leo Varadkar. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, giving a press conference and basically going off on the, on the protesters. To all those cowardly champions of Ireland who took to the streets of Dublin last night, let me say one thing. Ask your sisters, ask your friends, ask everyone you know what they fear most on our streets. They're afraid of you, afraid of your anger and your rage. Afraid of your violence, your hate, and how you blame others for your problems. As a government, we will be relentless in protecting our citizens and defending our people. The Guardi will be on the streets in large numbers 
and will do whatever it takes to fight back waves of ignorance and criminality. The Minister for Justice will coordinate with the Commissioner to ensure we never witness such terrible scenes as the 23rd of November 2023 ever again. Wow. Where do I start there, Matt? Uh, the government created the problem that they're, that they're having a problem with. The government created it. That's the first place, the first thing that started, right? And they have a right to go out and, and demonstrate, but they're the bad guys. I don't get it. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and what's what struck me about that clip is he's accusing them of ignorance, saying that this is a protest of ignorance. Well, no, not really. It, it's a it's a very simple argument. Some you can argue overly simplistic argument, but that argument is you let people into the country. Among those people was someone who stabbed children. Mm-hmm tried to kill children. And if you didn't admit all those people, you wouldn't have admitted the person who stabbed the children. So let's stop admitting the people, or at least, at the very least, figure out who we're admitting. Mm-hmm. That's not, you could say it's overly simplistic, right? And and they like to basically use a straw man argument and say that, oh, the protesters want no immigration. People, even on, on the right, right, right of center, understand you, you have some immigration. Some immigration, right? Right. Happens. You, they're not most people aren't calling for a complete shutdown of all immigration. They're talking for a shut calling for a shutdown of mass migration, unvetted migration, uh, the admission of no skill or low skill workers mm-hmm. who have no real pathway to care for themselves, who are going to become dependent on the state and therefore dependent on taxpayers. That's not ignorance. You, you can claim it's overly simplistic, that's fine, right? But it's not ignorance. It is legitimately based on them seeing what's happening and being enraged by it and calling for change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what happened. What, what's crazy here is that, did you know that the population size of Ireland went up 2% with the number of people that came in? And that doesn't sound like a lot until you start realizing that that's added several million people to put it in perspective if we were to have two percent increase to the size of our population in the u.s that would be about eight million migrants right which is what we're seeing right i mean it's probably more so you can imagine that go ahead you can spread it out more yeah yeah so in ireland there isn't a single city that's not a day's drive away right so or less than a day's drive away so you can't there's nowhere to spread them out Mm -hmm. In the United States, you can put them across, what, four different time zones? Yeah, at least. So, like, the odds of, of the average person encountering a mass number of these people are low, unless you live in New York, Chicago. Chicago, Denver. L.A., Denver, yes. Yeah. St. Paul. You can't do that in Ireland. And, and Josh, you, you're talking about 2%. 2% is a big number. Huge. But do you know what the most common boy's name in Galway, Ireland was? Uh, Liam. Liam. Muhammad. Wow. Yes. So wow. <laughs> Galloway is it, it, as Irish of a city as you can get. Yeah. Right. Even Dublin isn't that Irish. I mean, Dublin has always been a place where lots of immigrants, they have yeah. a large Indian community. It, it's Irish, but like Galloway is that's, that's Irish. That's that, you know what I mean? like, Ireland. <laughs> yeah. So you start seeing the reporting that the number one baby name, most common baby name is Muhammad. This this is 
completely changing the fabric of the country. Yeah, you're, the, the birth rate for the migrants is got to be through the roof then. I mean, they're outperforming the citizens. When that starts to happen, you start fading seeing some really yeah. crazy social problems. And social problems always lead to what? Political problems. And now yeah. you've got people pissed off, angry, in the streets, spitting nails, setting hotels on fire where these people were staying. You know yeah. what I mean? It is. And they have every right to do it. I mean, this is what, when revolution happens, this is what it looks like next. They tried it in Washington here. I mean, they were burning the, the, the courthouses, right? They're, you're starting to see it in Ireland. And it's like there's this big war coming that's between different groups. And it, it's it, yeah. like, Max, I woke up this morning and it felt like the air was different. Like there's a problem in the world. And I've never really had that before. And it's really bugging me. Like every day I'm waiting for one thing, like the next shoe to fall across the globe before there's real catastrophe or even war that starts happening. And we're one pop off away from something really, really stupid. Yeah, no, absolutely are. And, and I feel the same way. It's like the things that used to make me happy don't, and I'm not like clinically depressed or anything, but I look around the world and it's just, it's so unnerving because you realize that it's not, things will clack off, like th things will get worse, right? And the worst case scenario just hasn't happened yet, right? Right, right So right. like you keep going down this path and you guarantee violence, you guarantee terrorism, you guarantee the destruction of the fabric of society as we're seeing in countries like Ireland mm -hmm. where they go out in the street to protest the admission of a migrant who tried to kill a bunch of kids and the government turns on the protesters. If it was reversed, if 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 a migrant had been killed mm -hmm. and protesters has, had gone out in the streets to defend the migrant and the migrants' rights, government would have endorsed it, embraced it. Absolutely. But instead, because the roles are reversed, the government calls it ignorance. And what was even worse is, is uh, Ireland's prime minister... He's calling for a new law to criminalize social media posts yeah. that could allegedly be considered a call to violence. Let's play this. Sure that we make those changes to our laws uh, in the next couple of weeks to allow the Gardaí uh, to use that evidence and go through that evidence uh, and identify the people who are involved in these actions. And we are going to get them. Uh, in addition to that, I think it's now very obvious to anyone who might have doubted it. Um, that our incitement hatred legislation is just not up to date. It's not up to date for the social media age, uh, and we need that legislation through, and we need it through within a matter of weeks, um, because it's not just the platforms who have a responsibility here, and they do. Uh, there's also the individuals uh, who post messages and images online uh, that stir up hatred and violence, uh, and we need to be able to use laws to go after them individually as well. Wow. Wow. So he's talking about Conor McGregor, a son of Ireland, MMA fighter. This is what he put out. Isn't that some, quote? Isn't that something? The absolute picture of weak and feeble, the most divisive of all, is the weak man. One of the most horrific crimes this nation has ever seen has ever seen has occurred. We do not care anymore what you sad cases have got to say. In a war, you are nothing. We are not backing down. We are only warming up. There will be no backing down until real change is implemented for the safety of our nation. We are not losing any more of our women and children to sick and twisted people who should not even be in Ireland in the first place. Call it what you want. We do not care. May God help us all. Ireland for victory. 
kind of a nice that's not a there. call I mean, for violence that's not that's a call for change yeah it's a call for change and that is what the government wants to criminalize yeah yeah crisis creates opportunity never let a good crisis go to waste crisis comes up when was the last time we had a really big crisis and a whole bunch of sweeping laws came in in the u.s and it, you know you know the tragic day of 9 11 right so yeah. that's what they're seeing here. There's suddenly there's a tragedy that happens and they're willing to change laws to not go after the people that do the crimes, but to go after the people that protest having those immigrants there in the first place so yeah. they can keep themselves safe. That that's the real the real crux of it. And Max, where are Republicans and the other side of aisles across the country on this when when a when a crisis comes up, they don't try to turn it to their advantage. They just let the the left liberal side completely yeah. own crises. And this is a crisis that should be thrown back in the face saying, this is no longer your country. Yeah. You know, a lot of these people come in and they can vote. There's new 8 million new voters in the U S then 8 million that could swing, not that could swing national elections. It can swing yeah. local elections. It can change everything. Oh, sure. It, report. This, yeah. this isn't just limited to Ireland, right? Wow. Ireland wanting to update its laws to go after people who they can claim are inciting violence. Oh, and sure. Infowars host was convicted and is in prison right now, not because he he didn't go into the Capitol, he didn't go past the barriers, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he was simply on the grounds reporting, and the government claimed that it was his previous reporting that stirred people up, even though there Bullshit. wasn't like an actual conspiracy of him saying you do this, you do this, let's do this, we're gonna do it together, right? They didn't claim that. But because they could say he was technically in violation based on where he was standing at the time, they used his previous statements to argue that he deserved more than the average person would get, and he went wow. to prison for it. Not wow. because he stormed the Capitol, but because he was technically in the wrong place at the wrong time and committed the crime of wrong think and wrong speech previously, which is just a, a fancy way of saying he exercises First Amendment rights. Yeah. So this is coming here. It's already here. They love to use your rights as a reason to send you to jail. And they go after constantly. Starts with the Second Amendment, right? They, they try to put all these, these these caveats on what you can and cannot own it. If you break it, you go to jail. If you if you speak about something they don't like and it incites some sort of riot in their eyes, it puts you in jail. The First Amendment, the Second Amendment puts you in jail. I mean, yeah. where could you live in a country where your, your God-given rights become the whole reason that you break the law? You no longer live in a country that is there for you. It's not for the people by the people. It's for the government by the government and stay under our, our boot. You are under our heel. They don't like it's, it's like a slave slave master relationship. And that's disgusting. It's like, we are slaves to a system that, yeah. that constantly grinds and erodes at our freedom. Well, you and talk we still about keep paying our taxes and we still keep voting them in. You talk about rights. You want to see what's coming here. We're not just covering, this isn't international news, right? This isn't just yeah. international current events. This is what is coming here if we allow it to come here. Mm -hmm. Because these are the same policymakers having open borders, open migration. And these are the same policymakers. They just haven't had a chance to enact these radical, radical laws here in the United States yet. Here is, uh, here is, here is what one of the members of uh, Ireland's Senate had to say about rights. Think about it. All law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. 
you will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything oh, needs oh to be God. balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. Holy crap. That is the most dystopian speech on a yep. floor I've ever heard where they make actual laws. How long is it? But Max, you're saying it's on its way here. It's already here. Yeah, they're here. Right here. They're, they're sitting on the left side of the aisle. Yeah. I mean, it starts with the Bernie Sanders. It, it starts with yeah. an Ilhan Omar. It's, it, it starts with all those little left gremlins that like to come out and start saying things like, the Second Amendment is not absolute. Yeah, that was Joe Biden. I'm sorry, he's he's the president of the United States yeah. when he said that. Yeah. Not not a little gremlin. But you see what I'm getting at here is they they love to take what makes you free to turn it into something that makes you a criminal. They love yeah. it and they revel in it. Oh, this sorry. is disgusting, uh, man. I mean, you brought her back up again. I was just thinking, oh my gosh. You see this? Oh, you know, you know Tommy who Tommy Robinson yeah. is? Yeah. He's uh he's been to prison. He covers uh the cultural and societal no. effects of mass migration into the UK, Muslim so migration. Target on him right here. He w he went downtown as a reporter working for a news organization to cover um, a march. Not they, They're calling it anti-Semitism march. It, it wasn't a march against anti-Semitism. It was an anti-Semitic march. march. Yeah. <laughs> so he was down, down in London, his capital city of his country, as a journalist working for a news organization to cover an anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish, anti-Israel march. And because the march organizers told the police that they were nervous about him being there, the police ordered him to leave. And he had no right to cover the event. Even though the law they cited explicitly prohibits the police from arresting or kicking out anyone who's covering a protest for their work. They arrested him. For not dispersing from a protest because his mere presence, his mere presence in his own capital city threatened the organizers. Again, organizers of an anti-Semitic march. Yeah. Not, not against anti-Semitism, pro-anti-Semitism. Right. It, it is a, a Jew bashing thing. It is evil. And they're going after him. Yeah. It's like there's... It's like a, a fog of madness that just starts to creep into these places. I, I just can't believe that. I mean, there, there's no such thing as freedom of press in Great Britain anymore. I don't know no. if there ever was, you know. No. But here, I mean, that, that's there's why not a left. freedom of press. Right. I mean, that's that's why <laughs> we got the hell out. But it's yeah. like, at what point, What what is going to be the event where people see it? Or is it just like, like when the Nazis were, were, were killing the Jews and everybody ignored the problem that was going on and they allowed the catastrophe to happen, right? They allowed the horror to happen. And that's where we're at right now. Are we allowing the horror to happen or are we going to do something about it? And those of us that try to do something about it are being put in jail. So that, that, that that's the equation. I'll, I'll take it one step further. Yeah. We're the frogs in the pot. Mm. Pot's being brought to boil. If we wait for the pot to boil, it's too late. Can't do anything about it. We're dead. You have to take action now. And the challenge is convincing all the other frogs around us that the water's going up to boil. That's yeah. the challenge. That's always the challenge. Right? And when you have a mainstream media that demonizes people who are protesting 
the stabbing of a child that no it's the protesters that are the problem when you have government officials who come out and demonize the protesters it's hard to educate the people that's why podcasts like ours have to exist that's why other conservative podcasts have to exist because this news and this approach to understanding the world won't get there if you're waiting for mainstream media or establishment politicians to get it there like here's another example of a ridiculous article article the same irish prime minister celebrated a freed hostage but instead of calling her a hostage this child a hostage he said it was so great that emily hand had been lost but now she is found she was no, kidnapped. She, she wasn't lost. She was kidnapped by terrorists. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now he's like batting zero this week. Man. Oh yeah, no, he, he's wow. He, yeah, I, I'm yeah. a no confidence vote. I don't know if they do such thing over in Ireland for their. Oh yeah, you can have no parliament. confidence. I think they could do a no confidence vote over there, but is it going to happen? I mean, that there are people that are celebrating this too. There are people who agree with him. Right. There are people who are Americans that say, just leave. The, this is the land of immigration. Open up the borders and yeah. it's going to be great and wonderful until they start to take your house, until they start to change yeah. your laws, until they start outvoting you, you know, and then all the government now takes each right and goes after you for them. So you dare not say anything bad against the machine. I mean, it's like V for Vendetta. Remember that movie? Great movie. It, takes place in Great Britain. You've got this evil group running things and one individual is trying to make it right. But everybody in the movie is a criminal because they they thought of it. It was like 1984. One guy was gay and they hated him for it, right? Yeah. Do you really think panelists, excuse me, any Mideast migrant, Muslim migrant is going to accept the LBGTQ extra letter community? (laughs) The answer is no. They have a very strict stance on that stuff. And that's yeah. what you're inviting in. But yeah, that's okay. Let's let's just keep having parades for them and, and keep saying that we're the ones that are right and correct. You know, be careful what you wish for. Because when it's on your when, when it's beyond your doorstep and it's now in your house, there's not much you'll be able to do about it. And the only way to really make change after that usually comes at the end of a I want to say a, something worse, but a pencil, but at the end of a barrel, right? That's that's yeah. what's gonna happen. They will take homes we know they're affecting the economy they're taking jobs they're they're taking resources left and right and we're just happy with this we're okay with it you know i did a a google search just trying to find like on the word cry um immigration crisis right just to see what comes up in the big search engines most Mm -hmm. of the stories were over a year old in fact it was trying to connect me to stories that were pro-immigration yeah 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 you know what i'm saying so Whenever I yeah. use the big Google, the big search engines out there, they're feeding me propaganda, not news. So we wonder why oh, it's yeah. so hard to fight it. Nobody knows what's going on until it's too late. Yeah, no, they're not covering the fact that, for example, I put up on the screen, they're not covering the fact that 500 illegal aliens walked into a single Texas border town the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. They're not, co- and and they certainly aren't covering that the very next day another six hundred crossed into the same exact town on Thanksgiving Day. They're not covering that, right? And they're, they're certainly there's uh, hat tip to Breitbart. They're covering it all. They're yeah, certainly they not covering 
that 21 migrant sex offenders were busted in one Texas border sector in a seven-week period. So they're not talking about that. What the left says is, oh, well, we have sex offenders too. We have sex offenders too. And the average illegal alien is not a sex offender. In fact, they're more law-abiding than the Americans, which is bogus, but that's what they claim. But that's not the point here, right? There are people in the United States who have been victimized by illegal aliens who would not have been victimized if the illegal aliens didn't come into the country. You can't say that someone else would have raped them anyway. Like, that's not how statistics works. That's not how criminal statistics, criminal analysis works. No, they've been victimized by a specific person who was allowed into the country a specific way. And if you don't let them in the country, they don't get raped. Now saying, oh, well... they, they have a lot of life to live. They could have gotten raped by someone else. That's not an argument. No. That's not an argument. And if it is the argument they're making, it is beyond weak. It is insane. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. the, for them to be allowed in and someone gets hurt, that doesn't exist before that. Which means that we have to blame the people that allowed them in for the problem. And we're not doing that. We're, they're, they're, there's, there's no finger pointing on this immigration problem. People can't even agree that there is an immigration problem. Because as far as I know, Mayorkas has told us that the, the border is secure. Yeah. And there's really, you know, if the border was secure, do you think 21 sexual offenders would have been able to walk across that border? Because we no. would have known. No. And how many times have you said some of these countries are just emptying out their prisons and sending them to this? We saw that yeah. back in the 80s with Cuba. Yeah. You know, the, the wet feet, yeah. dry feet scenario. What's to stop them from opening up their worst prisons and saying, here's some money, you're heading to the U.S.? Yeah. And then you would have the, you want to talk about the world's worst, the most violent of the violent, the most scary of the scary. Oh, we scary. know they're doing it. And like that's just... that, old, that old quote that Donald Trump said when he first launched his campaign, it's been misquoted to death. The left saying, oh, he thinks all Mexicans are rapists. No, what Donald Trump said is Mexico and these Central and South American countries are sending us their rapists, their murderers. Mm-hmm. And some, I assume, are good people. But what he was saying was they're literally sending us the worst of the worst. Not that everyone is the worst of the worst, but of the people who are the worst, they're sending them here. Yeah. Get rid of our problem and give them to you. That's that's what they've done. The the sad thing is, even if... Let's just take that out. Let's take that out. Let's take the criminality. We're going to talk about France in a second because France, what happened in France is, is despicable. I, I, just let's take the criminality out of it just for a second. Okay. Have you ever seen this graph? This is a graph showing the population in Germany by household. Interesting. Um, population in total number of households. So the dark blue is the total population. population. The light blue is people without a migrant background. And mm. the red is people with a migrant background. Whoa. So you can see uh, when you get to the top get to the top up here most of society 50 and up are germans Mm -hmm. but once you get below 50 what you see is half or more than half of society isn't german now if the german people want this fine but they should have a say in this this should be presented to them honestly that if you take millions and millions of migrants and those migrants settle down and have kids at a faster rate than Germans have kids, 
you are not far off from having a Germany that isn't German. Mm-mm. It just is that it isn't right. And, and maybe that's what they want. And maybe that's a good thing, right? Who knows? But if you celebrate Germany, if you celebrate Germanic heritage, right? Lederhäusen, Oktoberfest, right? All, all the, the German things. If that's important to you, you can't have a country where the, the, new, uh, the new generation coming up is not German. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just isn't. Wow. I mean, look at the number of 10 to 12, like zero to 20 years. Yes. Yeah. There are more it's, it's... non-German babies being born in Germany every year than German babies. That's how you replace an entire population, Max. I yeah. mean, we, we've talked about replacement theory before. I mean, this is this feels like the 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 uh, plan this is what of, it would look uh, like. Madman. Yeah, I this mean, is it what feels it would, like... if, if if replacement theory was real, this is what yeah. it would look like, right? If you had that smoking gun that that's the intent, this is what it would look like. Yeah, and, and I, if... I have to give a, a big caveat: this is broken up as people with a migrant background, which means at least one of the parents are. A migrant so it's it's possible that some of these are half german half migrant that's fine right but it's important just to the juxtaposition of ethnically german and not right right? which again that if that's what they want that's fine but they are literally ensuring that germany doesn't exist germany as it it exists now will not exist unless they they make real changes this is 2019. What does that look like now? What does it look like when you extrapolate that data for 10 years from now? Yeah. Right? I mean, you're going to, this is totally a demographic shift. Yeah. And when you change a demographic, you change everything that comes with it, the way they think, the way laws are made, the food that you eat, the things that are illegal. I mean, how many of these migrants want to bring something like Sharia with them? I'm not saying that they're all migrants from the Middle East or. Mm-hmm. Or something like that but what happens when they want to start bringing things like that into local government right yeah. and that's a possibility i mean your whole world could change in two generations yeah you know it could be you know all one group now and then in just a few you're looking around thinking to yourself this is not the country i wanted and i start to see that now here max i mean there's 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 a lot of homeless around where i live i mean that anywhere you live around here and i start looking at these, some of these homeless and very few of them are americans yeah very few and it's like we just don't have the room we don't have the the resources we certainly don't have the jobs or the homes yeah. and our medical system here i mean the hospitals are being completely strained there's not enough equipment sometimes just depending on what hospital you go to look at this graph real quick before i take it down the 70 to 100 yeah. In the next 10, 20, 30 years, they will pass away. They'll age They'll out. They'll be gone. And this group right here, that's the majority German, will replace them and will mm-hmm. be the 70 to 100-year-olds. Yeah. They will not be the ones working in German society. They will not be the ones paying the taxes. Mm-hmm. So this is a problem that lots of countries are experiencing. Japan has it the worst really? of this upside-down pyramid. If you want to support an aging population, you need it to be a pyramid. Yeah. You need fewer fewer old people at the top, mm-hmm. more young people working producers at the bottom to pay the taxes and support the aging population. What you see here is quite literally an upside-down pyramid. 
Yeah. Right. Where in, in 10, 20 years, you're going to have far more people in retirement than you'll have working. And of the people who are working, most of them won't even be Germans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This has huge economic impacts, Max, because you got to have a workforce. And that's the problem with Japan. I mean, they're all aging out. The reproductive rates are super low. In fact, most countries around the world, from what I've been listening and reading, are having actual population yeah. problems. The only ones who are bucking the trend were um, the United States. Only caveat in that was that it was because of immigration. If there was no immigration in the United States, we'd also be down on our population scores. And it won't always save us because in the last 10 years, the birth rate for immigrants coming into the United States has plummeted as well. It is not just that we're going to bring people who just like to have babies. As you bring people into the country, they experience the same thing that we all experience. It's too expensive to have babies. Yeah. And and life's far too comfortable to be pregnant all the time or to be having babies yeah. all the time. So the birth rate in immigrant communities, whereas 10 years ago it might have been above the replacement value, the value that you need to have births to exceed deaths and keep the population growing or at least stable – now you're seeing Americans and immigrants in the United States having birth rates that are below replacement, meaning that it doesn't matter how many immigrants you bring in, you they can't give birth enough. They won't right. give birth enough to fix this problem. No, and it, it's it, the problem is probably going to be solved by a lot of automation. Yeah, that's probably that's... what's going to just going to do it. That gets really dangerous. We'll do another episode on that, but. Just before I take it down, just think about Germany. You have most in in the future, most of the workers will not be Germans. Do you, yeah. do you? They'll be voters. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they will vote to pay more of their taxes to support an aging population that isn't them? Will immigrants vote to work harder and pay more? to yeah. help the Germans who are aging out. Maybe some of them will be altruistic and be helpful, but non-Germans, it's hard to believe that non-Germans will voluntarily work harder and pay more taxes to help retired Germans. I, I, I just, I don't see I'd it happening. To be, love to be proven wrong, but yeah. that's the problem of trying to fix the upside down pyramid by bringing people into the country. It, it, you reach a point where they don't want to do it anymore. Right. I mean, the whole reason we had the baby boomer generation one, we just won World War II. But when people got back, there was everybody was pretty well educated from the war because they, you'd learn a lot in the field. But housing was cheap. Food was cheap. There were plenty of places to buy. The automotive industry was just really starting to crank out the cars for everybody. That's what it takes is people willing to have children. The only way to have children is to have the resources to do that. And if you can't afford food and insurance and a car and education and, and just keep adding the cable and the, the, the utilities and the stuff over your head, the, the inflation for food, that giant food bill, yeah. you're not going to have a group that wants to have a bunch of babies. No, it just doesn't happen. I don't have kids, Max. I don't have kids at all. And the child tax credit isn't going to do it, right? No. Oh, oh, no. you get 1500 bucks no. per kid every year. That's not going to do it, right? Wow. If wow. the government, the government's already subsidizing births. Mm -hmm. We're subsidizing illegal alien births in hospitals. If the government's yeah. going to be in the game of subsidizing and paying for births in this country, they should be subsidizing Americans, mm -hmm. encouraging Americans to have mm -hmm. more kids. So, okay, 
you're an American, you want to have a, a, a third child, right? Because that's what we need for to get above replacement. Replacement is 2.1-ish. So if, if Americans, I have two kids, I keep telling my wife, we got to do our part. We need a third. And she wants to punch me. In order to be above replacement, you have to convince people to have that third kid. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It's expensive, right? Yeah. So it, listen, if the government is going to be in the game of paying for people to have babies, how about we don't pay for illegal aliens to have babies? And how about we pay for Americans to have babies, encouraging them to have that third child to get us above replacement? That seems like it would be a common sense thing to do. Lots of Eastern European countries are doing that, uh, financially encouraging their Mm -hmm. population to have more kids because they need to. Um, But no, the government thinks that we're going to import enough people to fix the upside down pyramid without also simultaneously changing our society and our culture irreparably. Um, And And France is like that. Go ahead. COVID forced a bunch of people into retirement, Max. That means our retired population at the top is even bigger than it was just two years ago, right? Sooner or later, those social security checks are all going to start coming due in 20 years. Now you you need two workers. Or is it two point something workers for every one person on on, um, social security, right? Oh, it's funny money. It's not real money. Yeah, but imagine that that, that two two persons to support one, now there's the three and four and five yeah. and six you know it's it's gonna go bankrupt it, it, or it, it, or you increase the taxes if you can't add people you increase the amount yep. that each person pays absolutely so you don't have three people you just have those two people each pay 50 percent more but max they're already strained in the pocketbook as it is on top of it i mean have it's you seen gas prices we talked about food prices yeah. baby formula is through the roof i did not know how expensive baby formula and kids yeah. food and diapers because I've never had to buy them, right? Yeah. I mean, we always oh, yeah. buy them for others because, you know, if you have kids, we love it. I've been begging my youngest to potty train. Yeah. The day that I expensive. can no longer have to buy diapers. Yeah. I love it. It'd be great. I mean, a, a week's worth of diapers mm-hmm. is like 25, 30 bucks. Crazy. Max, if we don't stop now, though, we're screwed. It has to happen now. There is no, let's do it a year from now. Let's do it two years no. from now. This needed to happen last year. This needed to happen two years ago. Yeah. And the Biden the, the, administration the, the best time, nothing. The best time, it's, it's like the best time to plant a tree. The best time yeah. to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is right now. Right? The best time to fix this would have been five, 10 years ago. The second best time is right now. Because you it's know, only going to get worse. I, I talked to others about it, about the immigration issue. And they're like, well, we should just let it happen because they're going to do it anyway. And that sounds just like a media talking point. And second is, do you really want to spend all the money to send them back? Yes. And the answer Let's is, do I don't care what it costs to send them to the moon if we have to. Well, that's me. We send them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Send them back. They do not belong here. I am not There are racist. millions. They, there are do, millions. they are not Americans. They, they do not belong here. There are millions of uh, foreigners in the United States on a visa called TPS, Temporary Protected Status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of that is that they're fleeing a natural disaster, they're fleeing a hurricane, a, a tornado, a earthquake, a violent insurrection, a dictatorship that no longer exists. They're supposed to go back. Yeah. When the earthquake's over, they're supposed to go back. When the hurricane goes out to sea, they're supposed to go back to rebuild. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. become this, this quasi-amnesty where you hear the left say, oh, they're basically Americans. They can stay forever. So we're not even sending home the ones who are supposed to go home. Go home, yeah. 
We're not even sending them home. And you look at the Middle East. <laughs> Syria. Syria will never be free if all of the fighting age men come here. Like, how does Bashar al-Assad get removed from power through a popular uprising if all of the people who would do the removing have left? Yeah. Yeah. And think about what happens if all of your fighting age men are sneaking across a border yeah. where they have their own agenda, where they do not care anything for America, its constitution, or its people. They have yeah. one thing and one thing in mind only, and that is their interests. I don't know what they are, but that's what it is. This is in French. This is in French. Um, uh, do you know French? No, yes. not enough to give a decent... On est la pauvre planté de blanc. I don't think I did too bad. De we blanc. are we are here to not plants, but stab white people. We are here to stab white people. That is a news article talking about a group of migrants that stormed a party this past week in France. The party was being held by a rugby club. Kids. The migrants stormed the club, the party, shouted that out. We are here to stab white people and did just that and killed a 16-year-old. We have that footage of the actual scuffle. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So they literally stormed this rugby party of kids teenagers and said we're here to stab white people and did it so what this is the this is the image that's going around for um the victim thomas 16 years kid, old man 16 years old rugby player rugby fan killed by people who were brought in the country even in the most humanitarian of intentions who don't seem to have a lot of love and affection for the people who have been providing for them all these years because they went in to stab as many white people as they could. And this, and so what happened was just like what happened in Ireland. Justice for Thomas, protesting in the streets, shouting... Muslims out now, Islam out now, and immigration, all these slogans. And listen, if it's, you can say it's a simplistic view, that's fine. But you can't say that people aren't entitled to be outraged mm -hmm. at refugees storming a party of kids and announcing their intention to stab as many white people as possible and doing it. You can't, you can't fault people for being outraged over that and yet this is how the media covered it oh let me fix it this is how the media covered it far-right fans controversy after french teen killed at village party they're blaming that the victims is how the agence france uh, french press afp it's like their ap i always have a hard time pronouncing that it's okay it's french it's oh the Fran gosh. Francis they're, they're, version of the Associated Press. They're blaming the victims, Max. They're blaming the victims. You have a right to be outraged. You, you have a right to say those things. 
And now even the, the news and the government tries to suppress you. Yes. It's not their government anymore. The story it's not their is, country. The story is gang of migrants shout out, we're here to kill, stab white people. And then they stab white people. That's the story. Yeah. Instead, the story is the far right is the problem. And, and it, they don't say who killed the French teen. Mm-hmm. It, the way this is written, it almost makes it sound like the far right killed the French teen. Yeah. When the subject of the sentence is the far right. And other than fans, the only other verb is French teen killed. Right? It makes it sound like the far right killed the kid. Like he was at his own party and someone yeah. there killed him. I mean, yeah. and we've talked about headlines before. You know, they, they, that is how people will get the news. That is all they will remember. That's what they'll get fed. And that's what will get into the, the search engine. So when you do try to find it, it becomes impossible to find the real information. Max, we're attacked on every single level. The things that we see, the stuff that we consume, what we watch, what we drive in here is all being manipulated to fall into a narrative. And that narrative does not include violence against white people. White people have a tremendous amount of violence committed against them. We're the number one group that's attacked in the U.S. It's the number one group almost well, worldwide yeah. that's attacked. Yeah, Violence. No, yeah. In not the even US, close. In the U.S., most victims of crime are white people. I mean, There's a majority. Just yeah. makes sense, right? Um, and listen, I, I, I lived in the Middle East. I A lot of my friends are Muslims. A lot of really good people. I, I've met refugees. A lot of good people. We, we have room in our hearts and we have space in our GDP and in our country to take people in, right? But there's a difference between saying we're going to help some people and making it a policy to bring in as many people as possible without actually vetting who they are, what their intentions are, and whether or not they have any intention of assimilating and becoming American or becoming French or becoming Irish or becoming German. Many of these people have no intention whatsoever. And we see it here. We see it here with illegal aliens sending billions of dollars of remittances abroad. Mm-hmm. This is, they, they work in the United States illegally. And instead of buying, contributing to the American economy, they send that money overseas to prop up their home country's economy. Mm-hmm. This has okay. a catastrophic effect on localities. I mean, I, I lived uh, next to a, a town in New Jersey has a very significant immigrant population, illegal alien population. And what was stunning was how hard it was for them to collect the tax revenue from sales tax, from anything else, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to fund their school, to fund their fire brigade, to fund their police, because the people in the town weren't taking their money and spending it in the town. They were going to Western Union. They're sending it to their home country. Yeah. Well, in, in states where towns rely on sales tax to generate revenue for their first responders, for their roads, for their schools, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To have a significant illegal alien population or any immigrant population for that matter, sending money out of the town and not spending it in the town is catastrophic. Yeah, Catastrophic to budgets. We're seeing it in, in New York right now oh, for yeah. other reasons where they're now cutting police. Because of illegal aliens and how many they now are taken care of. But they didn't know it was a problem. They didn't know it was a problem, Max. It wasn't a problem when Texas had to bear the burden. It's Mm -hmm. only a problem when they had to. Right. Because they're the the liberal elites. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it destroys economies, Max. I mean, you're taking those resources out of those small municipalities and you're putting them elsewhere. And, and how often do you think migrants are paying taxes like you and I? I mean, taxes is the most powerful thing that exists. First off, they're evil because no tax has ever been good. Just, And then second, it's only the citizens that end up paying the taxes, which means that you get punished yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. You have to give up the land and you're the only yeah. one paying the bills. Well, no, if an illegal alien steals a social security number, mm, when oh, they yeah. illegally apply for that job, do you think they're checking the box to withhold money for their taxes? No. 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 And then that, that falls on the American... Mm-hmm. who had their identity stolen to pay the taxes that yes. the government says. And it can take yeah. decades to get that worked out. Josh, decades. If you're lucky, there's people that deal with it the rest of their lives. I've known people that died having that problem. There's a woman in Colorado. I forget her name. It's in it's in my upcoming book. I, I mentioned it. Who yeah. Every year has to go to the Social Security office in Denver mm. and convince them that she is not working in Kansas. And because it's a border state, the government, the feds assume that she's just has two jobs, but there's an illegal alien in Kansas who stole her identity. And she apparently, according to the government, owes back taxes. So every year she has to go. It's gotten to the point where Josh, she's now bringing her high school yearbook in to prove she is who she says she is. And that this other person stole her identity is not her. Burden's always on devastating. It's devastating. So, really like, go ahead. So, it, it's it's multi multifaceted. Even if you bring in nonviolent people, they're still hurting us. There's still it, it, it's, yeah. it's still isn't negative. You bring in the violent people, they're still hurting us. And if you bring in these people and say, "Hey, we need you to have more babies so that we have a, a regular pyramid that can support an aging population," look at France. Are, are they contributing to uh, replacement by murdering a kid, murdering a French kid? It's not like that's the opposite. Or in, in Ireland, stabbing kids. How can you claim that you need immigration to increase the birth rate so that we have more kids to grow up and become productive members of society when you have people you're bringing in are, are killing the kids? Guess we're just How does bigots. that work? Guess we're just bigots. Or, yeah. or in the Texas sector, we just talked about the 21 illegal aliens in seven mm-hmm. weeks arrested for sex crimes. I know. It, it, we get, we're the ones that take the blow every single time. We're the ones that take the stabs. We're the ones bleeding for all this. We're the ones paying for it. You're not paying once, you're paying twice, and then you're getting screwed a third time when they don't pay their taxes. Yeah. You, know, you get screwed a fourth time when they send it away. And all you can hear from the left is just keep bringing in more, 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 more. And I, I think they love the idea of having a bunch of undocumented voters willing to show up in, in numbers and buses and just start voting because yeah. they don't care about you. They care about a vote. They stopped working for us a long time ago, and now they're replacing you. So what are you going to do about th- That's the hard thing. Do, you, do we have the evidence that the great replacement theory, these people with the puppet puppet strings are calling the shots for that purpose to replace you? Sure. No, we don't have the actual proof of those puppet masters. But if they did exist, this is what it would look like. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like, like that's, this that's is the, the playbook. Part, that's the part that makes this really hard to yeah. argue against. And even if it isn't correct, you can understand why people 
adamantly say that this is happening because if it was happening, this is exactly what it would look. Well, we're out of time. Um, give you the final word as we wrap up. Just, you know, go shopping and look around. If you like what you see with high prices, if you like what you see with not having availability to to resources, if you look around and you like seeing other people that are sitting there sucking the system up off your tax dollars, then by all means, continue living life the way you want to. But if you yeah. want that to change and you don't want that to happen, you have to figure out what to do. And the time is now to do it. I don't have yeah. those answers. That's all up to you. But if you do, you need to act. Got to act. You're you're the you're the frog in the pot of boiling water, and if you don't act now, you will be boiled alive. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to not only recognize that, but you have to com- convince as many people as possible that this is happening because it, we have reached the point of no return. We have reached the event horizon where if we go any further, we are going to be sucked into this black hole and can't escape. Well, that's it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, check out all the links in the description. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're on Rumble. We're on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe. Share. Subscribe and share. Check out one of the uh, audio versions. It really helps us prove out the numbers. So even if you watch us live, please do subscribe to an audio edition and send it to download. download. Very, very helpful. All those links are in the description. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I am Josh Hammerling. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. See you next time. See ya.